Welcome to the Success IQ podcast, the show for entrepreneurs who want to create and live an exceptional life. I'm your host, Jeff Nicholson, and this is episode 140. For those of you who are new to the show, welcome. I'm a specialist in performance and mindset, working with entrepreneurs at all levels at all over the world, supporting them to be the best and perform at the highest levels in life and business. And I achieve this through my coaching, mentoring, and online programs. My aim is simple, and it's for you to learn and implement the valuable lessons and resources shared in these episodes. Remember, to be exceptional will require you to pause, reflect and implement. Now let's get on with the show. So this week's guest is Laurel Lau. Now Laurel is a digital nomad and executive coach as well as the founder of Six Atlas. Together with her global agile team, Laurel works with impact-driven organizations and purpose-driven executives to access their innovation capabilities and adjust to take advantage of innovation in today's ever-changing global marketplace. Born in Hong Kong but educated in the United States, Laurel has spent her life navigating changing environments and cultural expectations. She taps into lessons she learned as she works to empower conscious leadership in her clients to best serve their organizations in a world of innovation. Laurel, welcome to the show. Hi, Jeff. How's it going? Very, very good. So, Laurel, before we dive into this conversation that we're going to have today, can you give us a little bit of a background about how you brought or what has brought you to this point today? Sure. I have always been interested in how to make a bigger impact because I just love uh, connecting with new people. And so in every turn of my career, I decided to learn more. And that's how I got here. Fantastic. Fantastic. And what area do you specialize in? Yeah. So I specialize in innovation management, so doing training for companies, uh, training execs, training emerging leaders, uh, basically understanding how to make things more efficient and making sure that employees are thriving at work. Fantastic, fantastic. And is that a global? Is that a global business? Is that do you work all over the place? Yeah, so we are serving clients in China and expanding to Europe now. Fantastic. Well done. Yeah. So, um, so I guess what, obviously we're going through a really challenging time in the minute. We're in the middle of lockdown and I don't know how many times I can say in the middle of it before it becomes not in the middle of it. Um, <laughs> but, but with the challenges that are going on now, what sort of um, companies have to be creative? They have to think maybe differently in order to pull themselves out of that when we come out of lockdown. What do you think are the um, challenges that companies are facing, but then also what they can do in order to drive that innovation to um, create that growth? Yeah, so it depends which type of company you are, right? There are companies that already made huge bets. Uh, For example, uh, investment firms are buying up eight-figure, seven-figure Amazon brands. Um, There are companies that already made their bets, um, and those we're not going to talk about. Um, There's a second group that are companies with winning strategies and some losing ones. 
that's like a second category. Um, so they are already having some, there's some growth in some areas. So they need to focus in on fixing all the problems within that because when it's high demand at this time, um, the efficiency for those problems, it needs to be, uh, all, all the kinks need to come out of the way. So that's like a second type. So they, they just need to focus on satisfying customers right now um, and, and be able to make sure that people working from home are, are uh, still thriving or coping with the change. So managers would have to know how to work Zoom calls better and deal with um, kind of the management of wellness and, and collaboration within the teams. That's like for right now, I think they don't really have that much space to like look that much further on. Um, there's a third group that is, oh gosh, you already fired 30% of the workforce. Um, you are waiting for the time to change. You lost so many customers. I'm sure other groups, uh, the other two groups might have the same problem, but maybe they're just more focused on all the problems that are not working and they're just waiting. They've changed all their marketing already and they're just waiting for what's going to happen next. Um, if, that's, if that's the organization, I think they have the time right now to make sure that they know how to get back into the new normal and they should look further ahead. So I would say that's like the organization that needs to focus on innovation uh, even more so because the first group already made their bets. That's great. The second probably doesn't have the time. And the third group, I would say they have the time and they need to because they lost so many people already. Yeah. So in the, in, in sort of the, these moments of sort of crisis, are there a couple of different ways companies tend to respond? Is it like, as you mentioned before, is that company that just goes, okay, we need to cut um, our, our um, workforce down. Um, and ironically, quite often, it, it is the sales and marketing team that gets cut quite often. Yet, in my head, they're probably one of the most important departments to keep going and thriving. But that's what they generally do. So they're almost cutting limbs off in order to save the, the critical parts. Um, then you've got other companies that look at these things and go, yeah, okay, this is, a, this is a great opportunity for us. It's time for us to be innovative. It's time for us to start looking at and possibly be disruptors in our markets. Um, what, are the, what are the most common uh, things or themes that you tend to see? So I, I see that people are need to pivot their messaging and that's a lot, a lot that's happening. Um, I see that people need to improve their efficiencies. I see that uh, companies need to understand also uh, the new solutions they're adapting. How do you actually work? How do you make sure the workforce uh, understands this new setting and that they're skilled to be able to solve those problems more efficiently? Um, and so yeah, I think there are so many different opportunities in that and be able to map it out is very important. Um, for every industry, it's going to be different because every company is at a different stage and their DNA is different, even if they're in the same industry. 
Okay. And when you are sort of looking at, you know, if you're looking at from this point of company, because we've got a, a range of the people who listen to this, some are CEOs, some massive companies, some are just little starters and everything else. But are there, um, are there different ways that, so for example, like one of the things that I read an article on, and I would, I'd love to remember where it was from. They were talking about the dynamics of the, how the older generation of workforce are dealing with it to the younger generation and how they deal with it. So for example, the younger generation are a lot more comfortable with the technology. They're working from home. They may not necessarily like it, but they're more comfortable with jumping onto something like Zoom and everything else. And then you have the older generation that are they're set in their own ways. You know, they may be still walking around with a Nokia 6210 just simply because it's got a small screen or something like that. But it's but it's they've they've got two very, very different attitudes to in in how they deal with tech and yet they need to collaborate and work together in order to create that innovation that you were sort of focusing on before yeah i yeah i see that as an opportunity not to say like everyone's uh set in their ways uh but there there tends to be more of a trend and i think it's it's more about making sure that uh people who want to contribute have the have the opportunity to and and are encouraged to be able to step up as leaders. You don't want only the top management to be leading. You want everyone to be contributing in their own ways uh, because we're in this difficult time, I would say, uh, to be creative, to work with less resources and be able to deliver more. Uh, you, you still need to give make sure you give that space for people to deal with the shock of of all the changes that are happening. And what I've been telling people is that it is not that we don't know how to deal with this change. It's because we haven't dealt with the past changes that we have gone through in our lives um, in, in the society itself. So uh, yeah, I think it's about how to be present really is not about uh, always just facing what's in front of you. you sometimes we need to remember what we have not been able to cope with in the past so that we can cope with it now better yeah because what they, they with that do you think that they they're bringing an awful lot of their issues just straight into the next stage and then into the next stage and they've got to resolve that in order to create a more um clean fluid flow into into the next stages they go into yeah, so uh, I think part of it is that we build habits within our bodies uh, or our minds also of how to solve, how, how to do anything, how to solve any problem, how to live our lifestyles and, and the way we operate, right? And so uh, when we remove ourselves from a very phys a system based on a physical environment, there are so many things that we don't think of and now we're removed from that. And so suddenly we all are aware of our individual needs and, and with the shock of what's happening around us, that, yeah, that adds pressure of knowing what to do with yourself. And I think that's kind of the beauty of the mo this moment also is that people get to explore that and managers get to see what the team operate best in. Yeah. So, so for you, where, um, 
like if we're looking at that and people are sitting there going, oh God, you know, I've, I've got no idea where I need to work on first and what I need to do in order to help the team and, and everything else. Where, can you share with some strategies that they could possibly start looking at first in order to start getting the ball rolling into the right direction? Yeah, I think uh, I tell people always that um, when they're un- trying to understand the next step and if they're stuck, um, it's better to be able to reflect and understand what is actually happening um, and be able to have more of a reality check. Um, there might be there might be things that are popping up that we haven't addressed. So uh, what are the things that we need to take care of right now to be able to face really what, what is happening? And I think being able to, if you're a startup founder, if you're a business owner, um, and you don't know what's the option like going forward, um, it's better to be able to make sure you enjoy the moment first to create that space so that you can see a new opening and whatever that you need to take care of to feel good, to have the space to think and explore that. That's what you need to create for yourself. And I think always like being able to reach out to other people to learn more about opportunities you might be interested in is a good thing to explore right now because so much learning is required for us to get out of this. Yeah. Yeah, totally, totally. And just two, two final, sort of final questions before we go into the second part of the show. Um, number one is, is, do you think based on what we are going through now, any yeah. um, radical, um, well, maybe not even radical, certain businesses will need to develop and look at how they bring their leadership teams into it and how they lead from the front whether it's a generational gap or whether it's just using technology do you think this is going to help enhance the quality of leadership within organizations yeah i can talk a lifetime on this (laughs) (laughs) well we might go longer than a couple of minutes (laughs) Uh, but yeah like i think it would be really interesting coming out of it right like i think that um i mean the 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 people that I've served, I've seen them grown so much uh, already. Uh, and and before it might be me pushing them to explore more and inviting them and it takes a little bit harder. I think it, the interest level would be a little bit different. Maybe the things that I want to solve may be a little bit different. But I think if, if I think everyone is growing, whether you acknowledge it or not. And I think we're all going it through together. And I think people are understanding more that we have the opportunity to grow in a way that's not been defined by the ways that it's been done before. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. It's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because there'll be, we'll be set in our ways in certain things. I know certainly some of the leaders in, in my past through businesses, they're they were very commanding control, not not necessarily nurture. And it's it'll be interesting to see how that attitude will need to change in order for this new, you know, challenge that we are facing with this stuff that's going on at the minute and how and how they adapt to that situation as well. Yeah, I think 
I think that would be in- really, really interesting. The nurturing aspect definitely will come out more from all different types of groups and leaders. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I think it would be it would be really strange and confounding if coming out of it because because right now a lot of people are reading so much misinformation and still exploring what is the truth there's so much doubt in people's mind and creating so much anxiety and even if you're a little ahead even if you're teaching and leading millions of people um it is still causing that anxiety even for leaders right and so i think there's a level of honesty that comes out a, a lot more transparency you see all these ceos uh, that come out and uh, with a message for the shareholders, with a message for their employees uh, of what they're willing to take responsibility for and transparency of what it is like to lead at this time uh, so that everyone will feel a little bit more equal and that they're okay with accepting what's happening in front of them. If leaders still hide behind their shell on 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 the stage apart from everyone uh, above everyone um, that's going to create more separation and we already are experiencing so much separation already yeah yeah absolutely and as, as you say is is it's that not exactly knowing what's going on because people can get geared up for going okay everything's going to be well not back to normal but everything's going to start improving and get a little bit easier in three weeks time and then all of a sudden they get told no it could be six weeks and then and I think that it's it's a very very hard um narrative to follow and try and pass the message on down the down the the flow to your um to your team and lower tiers and everything else when you're just trying to get your head around it as well yeah yeah Brilliant. Everything, yeah, everything really requires that spark between people, right? Like that's businesses are vehicles uh, that are based on support from people. And so, um, yeah, supporting that would be very important. Hey guys, did you know that I was putting together an online event during May to assist you in transforming your results for creating success in your life and business? With over 10 hours of training sessions, seven experts in a variety of disciplines who will share strategies, tactics, including topics such as sales, branding, mindset, productivity, resilience, video, and more. With only a few days left of the early bird offer where you can get the all access pass which starts from only £50, so act now. Don't let fear or demotivation stop you from getting the results you need to enjoy an exceptional life and business. Stay safe, stay well, and stay positive. Take care. Okay, so what we're going to do now is we're going to move to the second part of the show. This is where I ask our guest a set of questions, um, and we find out what answers comes up. So, Question number one, Laurel, is on average, how much time a week do you dedicate to self-development? I would say four to six hours. Do you have a specific favorite? Do you like body, mind, or soul, or do you kind of like mix it up? I mix it up, definitely. Okay. Do you have a favorite one? Right now, I'm practicing Tai Chi like an old grandma. Oh, I, I did that once. I think I have to, do you know what? I find it absolutely amazing because I also did Qigong for a, a little while. Um, How fun. And yeah. um, 
I absolutely loved it, but I couldn't keep a straight face when they were talking about the poses. <laughs> what? Well, you know, I think yeah. it was like dragon going round mist through mountain or something. And I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> but it was but it was amazing and really difficult to go slow. Uh, I imagine it would be to be a comedy show. <laughs> you, you, you couldn't go slow. It must no. be. It must be really good. <laughs> yeah. No, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't go slow. It was. Um, but Qigong as well. I found that absolutely fascinating as well. Um, yeah. Definitely. It's fun to explore. So, how long have you been doing Tai Chi? Only like a matter of weeks, or while you've been in lockup, lockup, lockdown? Should I say lockup? You've been in. Uh, I, yeah, yes. <laughs> so I <laughs> lock up, lock down. Um, I'm I'm free on the middle of a hillside. I'm telling myself. Uh, uh, yeah. So I uh, have always been doing yoga. Um, been doing it more since past two years and I randomly decided that it's good to start Tai Chi good for you yeah I love that I love that and it's it's not only for grandmas it's not only (laughs) for grandmas (laughs) question number two is what book has made the biggest impact to your self-development or personal growth and why and it doesn't have to be a personal development book Right. Uh, I never mentioned this before, but I think a fun book for females, um, Steal the Show is about, uh, it's about, um, it's for females who are interested in uh, creativity and leadership. And so I think that's like a really good one. Brilliant. Do you know who's the author of that? I'm terrible with. All right, no worries. I can find out on Amazon. That's no problems at all. Um, question, question number three is: What app makes the biggest impact to your business or life? What app? What app? What app? Uh, I th- well, right now, I think I I depend on Zoom so much, so that's like my lifeblood right now. But I know it's amazing how many um the amount of people that have had to tr- teach um, their parents and stuff, how to use things like zoom or what's WhatsApp phone uh, video call or, or something is quite, we had a quiz night on zoom the other night with the family. Oh really? Yep. That was how cool. Yep. Cause you yeah. can switch it off when you're losing. Oh, sorry. This was a connection error. We're going to have to start again. Right. <laughs> right. That's a really good thing to teach people how to use right now. Like totally. Zoom calls. Yeah. Absolutely. Sell it to companies and yeah. yeah, absolutely. All right. Question number four is what's your biggest business mistake, which turned into a valuable lesson and what did it teach you? Oh my gosh. So many. <laughs> uh, so I, I think I realized that I'm not good working uh, in partnerships uh, with certain personalities, um, and it's uh, and it's because I at that time did not understand what I need to be successful in uh, uh, partnerships that requires uh, being at the same city, uh, sharing ske- same se- schedule. I can't speak for some reason. <laughs> sharing the same schedule and having the same aspirations and finding the same interest in like the target market you're serving at that time was too young. So, uh, but that's a good learning experience. I learned so much from it and um, I wouldn't have 
become the person I am right now without mistakes I made. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's part of life, isn't it? Yeah. You're going to, you got it. The only way we learn is by making those mistakes. But you never remember it when you're going. No, you don't. No, I know. I know. And or you, or you could have very wise people in your life that will go, listen, I made this mistake when I was younger. Don't do it. And then you go and do it and went, that's why they said, because you completely ignore them until that point. It's a bit, it's, yeah. it's bizarre. You know, people are strange. Well, but also sometimes you don't know no. who is going to have the experience that you want to learn about. Totally. You just don't know. No. Yeah. It's no. hard to Absolutely. Um, okay. So question number five, what are your challenges in harmonizing work and life and how do you manage them? Apart from Tai Chi. <laughs> Uh, right now, I think understanding uh, pacing and timing of projects is very important. Um, I'm at that stage of my uh, uh, business learning experience where learning the pacing and timing of things is very important. And I'm also learning that I need to listen more. So okay. uh, those are lessons I'm learning. Is that listen more to others or listen more to what you're saying? Listen, well, I think it goes both ways, right? So once you give yourself time to be listened to within yourself uh, or with close friends, you are able to listen more to other people. Uh, I think it's more in, in spaces of where you're connecting with someone new or you're working with a client and uh, working with partners, um, all the different areas of life. Yeah gotta have that space for other people yeah, yeah brilliant brilliant um question number six is what advice would you give an entrepreneur that you wish you had known starting out hmm. so i think it's important for a new aspiring entrepreneur to talk to a lot of people and understand what type of people you enjoy collaborating with uh, because it's a really grueling experience if you do a business you don't enjoy uh, you if you work with someone you don't enjoy or if you just can't work with uh, if you're a business partner you can't get along with uh, their collaborator um, so being able to understand that uh, relationships are very important and be able to understand who you work with best is very, very, very important. So being able to understand your skill set and be able to map it out and uh, communicate that in finding like right people to work with and right partners to work with is important. Um, because if you don't have that understanding, you you don't know what you're providing for other people and other people can't actually validate you and so what you end up is like offering cheap services cheap products and no one's like engaging um yeah so being able to that almost like validate not just your product and services but validate who you know of yourself um so that you can present yourself um in in a very rightful and truthful way but honest also uh so you only work with people that accepts you for who you are and that you accept yourself for who you are. How, uh, I, lo I love that. How do you, um, how do you f uh, sort of sit with profiling tests like Myers-Briggs or DISC or whatever? Do you, 
do you think they're really useful when you're going into some sort of collaboration project to have yourself sort of um, your profile and their profile to see if there's a fit or is that, um, have, you know, have you experimented with those type of profiling models? Uh, so I've done it for, I've gone and done for myself, uh, whether it be a free test uh, analyzer tool. It's very helpful for me to learn for myself. Um, I think it's different when, if you're helping other people with partnerships, uh, it's definitely very different. I recommend everyone that uh, to learn more and understand. Uh, yeah, Myers-Briggs was uh, valuable. I take just multiple to just get different perspective and that's how it work. But human design is one that I'm, I, I'm very interested in because I think understanding how your body and mind works together is important. Uh, it, it also improves on what people know of the chakra system in understanding how you make decisions. And so that's what I've like uh, improved my meditation process using that system itself oh, um, what do you use um i've never heard of that one um i um when i was tested i did something called i3 which is about the individual um strengths tests um a friend of mine's father created it um um years and years ago he was a psychologist and i did that one um and he came and saw me and he did the test for me before we kind of like were friends because he wanted to test it out. And I immediately understood why I'd been ill for so long because hmm. of what yeah. my profile was. And when he was reading it, I was like, this guy's been spying on me or something because it's ridiculous <laughs> how, and it, it, it's always fascinated with me, um, that sort of thing. And I, if I ever I, I can get do new profiles, I always do because I'm always intrigued. I'm also, also determined to try and, um, although some say you can't change and some says you can and, and vice versa. Um, I always want to see if I can better it the next time. Um, but it's... So was it a personality type or a learning style? Or um, what the was way, it that really... Uh, yes. So the way, it would, the way it was really focused on it was telling you what your, um, what your attributes were that t were your strengths and weaknesses. And what was really interesting is when I got mine, I was quite, um, what I would say is, is when I looked at it, I would say, well, well, I'm just, I'm just middle of the road. I'm just right in the middle. Um, but when I got my feedback, a lot of it was, well, that just meant I was very versatile in many different areas because there was no one thing that was super stronger than the other, apart from my creativity and my um, uh, social interaction. They were, they were high, but I was thank God for that because I was a coach and therapist at the time, um, but it was but it was that sort of thing, and I just um, and I love collaboration, so it was that it was there was those sort of things that went okay this is good, but all the other stuff um, wasn't um, one of the ones that I knew I was um, I'd always struggled with because of my dyslexia um, was um, how would you describe it sort of like the in some points the sort of structural sit down and work methodically through it in a in a non-practical way because i'm very practical i like to see something done and then try and model it rather than read it in a book um because my processes doesn't 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 work like maybe other people's um so it was quite interesting to see maybe this is one this is why i had difficulty at school 
or maybe this is why um, I, I didn't work very well or very long at my grandfather's business and, and stuff like that. So it was just, a, it's, for me, information is power. And the more you learn about yourself, the more you can implement and make positive changes. And I think that's the key thing, really. Yeah, I, I love hearing about other people's learning styles and uh, what they find of themselves like it's it's so interesting for me it's a, yeah it's, it's it's a fascinating um topic really you could get lost in all of the different um i've done disc i haven't done a myers breaks but someone's told me that i definitely should do that one because i think that's a that's probably a really useful one to have yeah yeah i think yeah i think especially for this time like if people are stuck like know yourself like know what you're good at that will totally propel you and seeing more possibilities because you need that positive reinforcement once in a while to to see yeah totally agree totally agree um question number seven is what is your definition of success right (laughs) uh sometimes it can be very simple and just knowing that I can. So I just, something... want, I just want to apologize for everyone. So you may hear clapping in the background. This is because every Thursday at eight o'clock, everyone in the street <laughs> is applauding the NHS workers or the or the medical fit, the first liners um, out there. So um, so yeah, you've just got clapping in the background, Laurel. Um, so take it take Woo! it as a positive sign. <laughs> <laughs> How cool that is. So anyway, um, sorry, what was your definition of success? No, that's like kind of perfect timing uh, to, to for the class. Uh, <laughs> sometimes I would say like the simple thing of being able to enjoy like a moment can like orange juice or like water or the sunlight, like just being able to like feel completely satisfied with life. That is like success, but it can also be just being owning your role enjoying your role however small part it's playing however ugly it might be showing as uh, or or that uh, it might not be seen as its truest form uh, in other people's eyes like big or small just enjoy it yeah yeah brilliant it's one of the biggest lessons i learned is just remember the small stuff because that's that, that's the important ones. When madness is going around you, if you can go to it, the most simplest form of gratitude, or just going, you know, this is the the, the simplest things I can enjoy. Yeah. Pressure pressure just disappears because you're looking at the smaller way rather than this whole big, huge thing. Um, but yeah. yeah, great, great, great definition there. Okay, question number eight: Do you have any daily routines or rituals that make a huge impact or positive impact to your day? Yes. Um, so I've been trying something new. Uh, for uh, for people who don't know me, they don't know that I've gone to a meditation camp like years ago for three months and meditate like and farm nonstop. Um, so I still do that. But right now I have added uh, meditating through like a, a guided meditation slash hypnosis that i listen to every single day brilliant and how did you how did you feel when you first got into meditation it lit a fire in me and i didn't know what that means at all so it was cool. scary and peaceful at the same time yeah and why why meditating and farming 
What what was the what was the was it just that the monks wanted you to do some farming for them or what 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 did that what did where did that come from? I just saw a brochure and something just drew like I was just excited about it and then um I met I like meet these interesting characters. I had a interesting Mo- Mongolian chiropractor that fixed my back in Hong Kong years ago and he said something really beautiful about universe and I was like, what? Like, what can that be? <laughs> Brilliant. I was a weird teenager. Brilliant. Well, no, I, but hey, I mean, if I wish I got into that sort of stuff when I was a teenager, because I probably wouldn't have gone through half the hassle that I've gone through as, an, as, a, as a grown man, if I'd paid more attention to that sort of stuff. I knew a friend who did meditation and it was literally two weeks of complete silence. Yeah. I would, I, I would find that ridiculously <laughs> difficult. I, I think I would probably fight people if I can't talk, um, but I don't know. Silently, like, I don't know how to silently. you wouldn't be able silently. to make a noise, yeah. <laughs> yeah, silently, probably. Like, <laughs> Brilliant. Um, all right, so the, the floor is now yours. How can we find out more about you? Um, just basically share how, how we can get hold of more information about what you do. Yeah, so for anyone who's interested, uh, I'm on LinkedIn. So you can find me on LinkedIn, Laurel Lau, or you can find me on Instagram uh, at the Laurel Lau. So I post there, here and there. Um, but also I'm giving out a, f- a couple of chapters free for my book. Um, it's on my website, sixatlas.com dash uh, Bulk samples. So yeah, I've got the, the link. I'll put that in the show notes as well. So that's yeah. that's not a problem. That'll all be in. Um, yeah. Fantastic. Brilliant. Um, so that's LinkedIn and Instagram, or we will put a link in for the um, the book sample uh, in the show notes, so you can find out more information about that. Laurel, thank you so much for taking the time out and joining me and sharing your wisdom in about innovation and all of that cool stuff um i just want to take this final moment just to wish you the greatest success thank you thank you so much jeff it's been really fun first of all let me just say a huge and massive thank you for joining me today it's lovely to know you're listening i really appreciate the support if you would like to know more about me the services i offer how to connect with me on social media then please visit www.successiq.co.uk Remember, if you're interested in learning some great strategies that I teach or want to be part of the amazingly supportive community where you can find lives, Q&A sessions and other great educational empowering resources, then take action and search for Success IQ Alliance on Facebook and join this brilliant group. It would be lovely to see you there. You can tune in and listen to us on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud and TuneIn and of course iTunes. And if you have enjoyed the show and have the time, please leave a rating and review because it really does help me grow the show and make the impact that I'm aspiring to do. I wish you the greatest success and remember, don't settle for mediocrity. Go out there and create and live the exceptional. Have a lovely week and remember, just one conversation can create a lifetime of results. See you next week.